0: Done to you. Oh, you
1: be careful for keeping score.
0: Welcome Can't to the Sandlot, Nine Minutes at a Time. Technically a movie five minutes, minutes podcast, although, as you've probably guessed from our, so from our title, not actually one minute of screen time per episode. Instead, today we are covering minutes 18 to 27 with a guest. Please welcome Mike Donovan from From me crashing his hockey podcast is where I'm (laughs) from. (laughs) Mike, where where would you like to actually be from or plugged?
1: I guess if I'm going to plug anything, especially in respect for the other guests that was supposed to be on tonight, it would be for the Blake and Sal show because I do a lot of stuff with them and a lot of Blake shows like the uh, the D2 podcast that he did on here by the minute. Uh, I forget the exact name of it. So I'm a terrible uh, prop for it.
0: Something was D5 because it was five minutes at a time because oh, yeah. I prepared incorrectly the first time I did <laughs> it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about right. So, so yes, so for so from either the Blake and South show or from any of what the movie by minutes that uh, Blake has done, I've probably guessed on all of them at least once or twice for uh, series.
0: Well, I'm usually talking to you in the winter about hockey, but I'm I'm very happy to be with you here talking about baseball and summertime.
1: <laughs> yes, anything sports oh, related,
0: anything
2: summer related to
0: <laughs> this is a very sports related section. It yes. is all. It's essentially all the action is taking place at the actual sandlot. We do have a brief interlude into Scotty's bedroom, but mostly this is actual diamond action playing excitement. And so I guess I'll start off by asking, Mike, uh, what was your history with the sandlot? When did you first see it? When did it become part of your pop culture knowledge?
1: Uh, to be completely honest, uh, I remember, I believe it came out in, like, 93. I was, like, eight years old, and I actually saw it in the theaters.
2: Mm, oh, wow. nice.
1: So it goes way back, but since then, I might have only seen it, like, three or four times since then. I know there's a lot of different quotable parts. It's always been a, a fantastic movie. It's just one of those movies, especially from, like, kids who are like, kids in the 90s, you know the Sandlot. It's just it's one of those movies.
0: Did you have a favorite character?
1: If I had to say actually, um, I don't wanna like spoil anything, but the character that we will be speaking of later uh was actually my favorite character in the movie. Yes, definitely uh Ham.
0: Okay. <laughs> I love it. Well we see him we see him at the beginning here. I love I'll just get this out of the way and maybe this is giving away way too much about my own history. This was a very triggering section of the movie for <laughs> me as someone who played softball and was terrible mm, at it. Yeah, um, too. Like like cut from JV terrible. Um, <laughs> <laughs> when he falls oh man oh I feel it I feel it in my little heart and then when he goes to throw the ball and it's just like you know what this isn't worth it. Yeah, I am still made fun of because I played freshman. No, freshman was with someone else. I played a year of freshman softball, and then I was a sophomore on the JV team. And then junior year, they were like, Tierney, no, please. (laughs) We're done here. Uh, My JV coach was Nunzi, Mr. Anunziato. And he is the one that taught me, because I always got plopped out in right field where I could do as little harm as possible. (laughs) He taught me to do a little hop when I threw. So that I at oh, least got yeah. a little bit of force behind yeah. it, something that I continue to do this to this day while playing catch, and have been called out on by many of my friends. Is like, really, Tierney? Really? We're <laughs> we're, we're doing a hop. Okay, <laughs> we're we're in the yard. Please <laughs> calm down. But <laughs> it's just that's just how I know how to throw. <laughs> so yeah, this this scene, and it kills me every time when um. I forget if it's Timmy or Tommy. One of them does the, you know, in his mitt, and so Scotty yeah. copies him, and yeah, yeah, says like, "Oh, what a loser, what a dweeb, or something like that." And I'm just like, "Stop being mean. He's trying." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know. I I I don't know. Uh, I will let you guys talk about your baseball experiences if you want, but the. <laughs> His his awe at their actual ability to turn two is is very reminiscent of my past.
2: Yeah, I didn't. I I played softball only until probably middle school. I didn't. Then it got too uh, too scary for me. Getting into the fast pitch and I wasn't about all that. I just kind of like stood at the plate, like please please don't hit me. (laughs) 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 I usually played outfield. Also, or shortstop once in a while. I never really played like the main bases, which that was fine by me. I always thought I had a good throwing arm, but it was probably just meh.
0: I was very disappointed because I'm a lefty, so there were only so many options. Oh, yeah,
2: yeah. And
0: the, the person who played first base with me, Sarah, had been playing first base since she started Little League when she was six, so I was not getting that spot. <laughs> I always thought I would have done better infield, but not so much. I, I did love my st- friend's stories of playing Little League in the outfield, and like literally just sitting, yep. picking daisies, <laughs> yeah. just hanging out, not yeah. even wearing their mitts. So Scotty's just doing okay here. here.
2: Yeah, and he's so eager. I mean, that's part of it too. You know, it's like he wants really badly to be in the know, like to be good at this mysterious sport that you know all the all the boys know, and that's half the battle.
0: When he's made the list of baseball things to remember. Yes. (laughs) yes. My heart. My Scotty Smalls heart. (laughs) (laughs) So what do you guys think of uh, Benny being, you know, because Benny's kind of taken him under Mm. his wing. Benny's my favorite character.
2: (laughs) He's always been my favorite. Oh, man. And to tie it in with, you know, you are saying how you did the uh, Mighty Ducks podcast. He plays uh, Luis Mendoza in D2. And I think D3. I've never seen Mighty Ducks 3.
0: Yeah, he's there in D3. But I was... Um, yeah, well, yeah, they so... are. Yeah, he is. I was like, oh my gosh, it's Aww. Benny. He's <laughs> my so he definitely reminds me of, having been on the receiving end of this, the coach who's like, no, we gotta let them play. Like, we gotta involve mm. them.
1: It's like a good yeah, Little League coach.
0: Know. Yeah. Yes, yes. Benny is showing his future Little League coach oh. in this <laughs> scene. <laughs> 100%. And I just... There's always been part of me, though, that even though, you know, it's movie magic, this didn't really happen. It's like Benny is magic. And this oh, scene yeah. is kind of the the <laughs> first inkling of that that we get. Yep. That he can put the ball exactly, exactly where, where he wants, wants it. it.
1: <laughs> well, it also shows like, especially like these nine minutes, just how he's like taking uh, smalls under his wing. Like it, it shows really like the the old soul too. like just the very like, hey, you mm. got it. Like, don't worry about it um yeah. which is really like admirable especially when uh, in a group of kids cuz um i i'm a my job is a teacher and that is not normally how a group of boys will react to one another <laughs> oh, like yeah. there is no such thing as a Benny <laughs> as much as they would need
0: it's is, is the attitude of the other boys much more likely
1: <laughs> uh yeah but much much more likely much more likely that was, I was accurate saying-
0: <laughs> this scene features one of my favorite insults of all time, which is, come on, my clothes are going out of style. <laughs> yes. <laughs> there, there are a lot of zingers, but man, that is one of the all time greats. <laughs> but yeah, and I do still, I also have a reflective cringe of um, Benny is still influencing my life in ways that I could, because I think... Because I was such a Smalls and there was no Benny, it's like, oh, God, let's just get through this part of the talk. Um, (laughs) But one thing that I found very funny is, yeah, this movie came out in 1993. I didn't see it in theaters, but I would have seen it pretty soon after. Mm -hmm. Like, this would have been right up my alley. And everyone, everyone in my orbit would have known that and shown it to me. Years later, I don't remember what year I found this out in, but I married the guy in 2013. I found Mm. out that my now husband owned one of these hats. And my first thought was, no, never admit that. (laughs) 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 Even as a full grown adult, looking at pictures of my spouse as a child being adorable and, and, and like... On an actual boat, in his Hemingway hat, I think he calls it. And I just, I'm just like, no. Benny said to burn that, honey. We can't have that. <laughs> That's not allowed. So yeah, I I definitely took these lessons from Benny very much to heart, and I also took the lesson of just the the sheer joy that Ham takes in hitting that home run. <laughs> yes. Off of it. I have never I've never hit a home run during a game. Even like like a pickup organized. You know, they're oh, they're playing yeah. against each other. But um I have smacked the ball pretty well a few times with my friend just like out fooling around. But he just be I think it's because they all laughed at him for doing the call your shot thing, which of course they did. <laughs> like, but uh yeah, his pure glee as he's being beaten by them as he runs the bases. <laughs>
1: He, he knows what he did. Like, he knows what he's doing. <laughs> By even calling a shot, it's well yeah. aware that what's going to happen if he actually hits it. They lose the ball, which obviously, since he yeah. hits the home run as promised, you know, he <laughs> they loses the ball. And... <laughs> And and just the fact that he's still celebrating, even though he, like, ruined the game is kind of, like, a little bit why I love Ham. It's just part of his personality. Like, yeah, (laughs) I'm hot stuff. Like, I did it. I knew it. Yeah, the day's over because of me. But you know what? I told you so. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly.
0: I think it's – I could admire Benny, even though I did not understand – like, I had no experience with his personality. And I think the difference is I also could never – could never understand where ham got his confidence from (laughs) (laughs) like i just it was so alien to my experience that i just didn't even understand but watching his glee and especially now as an adult i'm just like hell yeah you get it we're just like low and outside just like i like (laughs) (laughs) him. And I they're beating on him pretty hard and I love all the stories of even professional baseball players being like, Oh, the worst is when you hit a home run. Like <laughs> and your teammates basically, you know, try to murder you <laughs> as you cross home plate. Yeah.
1: You just did something good for the team. Why am I being abused? <laughs>
2: exactly.
1: I mean in, in um, Ham's case it makes sense, but but for professionals.
0: Yeah. yeah. They just, all t- they just all took this movie to heart. They just can't, can't <laughs> break that. So Ham is played by Patrick Renna. And so I wanted to nominate the Ham, the Hambino, as our, <laughs> Porter Hamilton, as our MVP for this episode yeah. because I wanted to make sure everyone got a chance to be MVP in this seemed like a <laughs> the home run just really showcases his personality and what i really appreciate about patrick Renna, the actor is that as i put it he really understood the assignment of being in one of these sports movies in the 90s he hosts podcasts he's done uh youtube interviews with previous mm, yeah. teammates he goes to all the reunions he reenacts scenes with his son and you know Just with the past couple years being what they have been, it's like, yes, this is what we need. You know, we needed Patrick Renna and Devin Sawa to argue on Twitter about whether the Sandlot or Little Giants was better. That's what I needed in 2021. (laughs) And they delivered. Good job, them.
2: (laughs) And I just love like looking at his pictures of him now because he looks not really that much different. (laughs)
1: No, not at all.
0: <laughs> there were as I was scrolling through and looking at the little thumbnails from the YouTube interviews. It's like, "Oh, I know exactly who he is." Yeah, person exactly. <laughs> it was delightful so he has been in other movies but really what i know i mean first of all ham is like his signature role and also there was a stretch there where he guested on like every tv show i watched it (laughs) felt like he had a very prominent guest role on the x files i remember seeing him on on er he was on was he on boy meets world and something else of that ilk you know it was just he
2: was, yeah.
0: If you grew up in the 90s, you recognized him. (laughs) Uh, These people came and went. And then the uh, one thing I saw that kind of bummed me out, and I didn't read too closely into this, was uh, they were saying that he is a Scientologist and is apparently really into it. And my problem is, like, I don't care if you're a Scientologist, but the fact that you're being described as avid
2: yeah it's just like
0: oh oh no what are you doing <laughs> <laughs> there there are a lot of questions around there that i really think we should answer before we uh start doing you know i'm very much of the believe whatever you want to believe but like when criminal cases are involved maybe we should like be focusing on those <laughs> first so yeah. i was a little bit like oh no oh dear um uh, but of, uh, other than that, seems like an absolutely delightful. Like I said, his videos of him pretending to be ham now with his kids just really <laughs> yes. crack me up. So, <laughs> or I guess just with his son because he is a baby baby (laughs) they're they're not doing sandlot reenactments yet (laughs)
1: little (laughs) hams
0: yes exactly and uh one of the things that i had said when i first emailed you mike was that the mvp is like okay who who is ham who is the actor who plays him and what did this role mean for his career and i'm like this is this is it this made patrick career. (laughs) (laughs) but you know what good on him (laughs) and again thank you for keeping our childhood alive with the nostalgia <laughs> not all child actors from these movies can say that
1: mm, no, no. <laughs>
0: that was my big uh my big spotlight for him was like all right you are still it really does feel i mean i think all the actors i would i would have to confirm that i think all the kids like have shown up to Reunion nights and nostalgia nights, and you know, showing the movie on a big screen outside and stuff. But Patrick Renna really did see maybe it's just because he did the podcast, but he really seemed like the one who was kind of like getting everyone together. Like every friend group needs that person who's gonna organize and make sure the get togethers keep happening and everyone stays in the WhatsApp chat and things like that.
1: That's that sounds about right. Yep.
0: (laughs) Which I wonder, I don't know that that would be him. Well, maybe. He's going to, I don't know. I don't know. Something to ponder.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it'd still be Benny. If it, if we're talking characters, yeah, I, I could see it being like Benny.
0: Benny's going to be the one who organizes the Christmas yeah. Secret Santa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the second act of our nine minutes, I would say, because we talked about him doing the hit goes right into Smalls' Glove beautiful and then he can throw i don't know if either of you ever had a paper route but i, I helped i helped a girl well more than once but <laughs> <laughs> um he tells him that and i i do love smalls's defense of no i gotta be once <laughs> well actually it was an a minus <laughs> <laughs> we're doing a lot of character building with that and and you know that smalls is willing to say like you know thanks for taking a chance on me but i i think it's best for everyone if i just go now like <laughs> yeah. That's also pretty mature for a kid, I think. Oh, yeah. but. He doesn't
1: want to embarrass himself even further, probably, at that point. At least how he was feeling.
0: Yeah, yeah his butt has touched dirt. I mean, it's
2: <laughs>
0: it's a whole thing. But yeah, that night, he's one of the gang. And even on the way back, you know, he's walking with Benny, but Ham is talking to him, too. And things have turned a corner. I did find it a little, I mean, I noted to myself that the, the score is doing a lot of work. <laughs> in these scenes and i never bought squints being like oh he's fine now because he (laughs) caught that ball that benny put directly into his (laughs) i understand why for child movie telling storytelling purposes they (laughs) needed to do that but even as a kid i was like it's it it doesn't work like that but i do like that we see later like ham has come around everyone is involved he runs into his ridiculous pink house, which I love so much, <laughs> and uh, decides to make a list of things to learn about baseball. And then we're back, I guess, the next day. He's got his t-shirt and jeans and Benny's hat. And then we, we get the Beast, our our first
1: yes. Yes.
0: quasi-sighting. <laughs> All right, I'm going to let you two battle it out for who gets to talk about that first, because you both were very excited. <laughs> <laughs> <about
2: that. laughs>
1: Well, the beast, the beast is. I mean, if the story has a um, like an antagonist, especially when it comes to the group of kids at well, the Sandlot, you'd you'd have to say that it would be the beast. Like, obviously, they've yeah. lost many a balls over that fence. Their kids are well aware of it, and just the the the, the sheer fear that the kids have mm-hmm. when Smalls tries to climb over the fence at first. I'm like, "Oh, don't worry about it, guys, I got it." And they all <laughs> panic and just start booking it to stop him, almost as much as they were hitting Ham when he hit the home run. Yes. That's how they yes. all like gathered around him to like rip him off the wall so he didn't he get did. eaten alive.
2: <laughs> and it's just you know it brings you like that's the thing, especially as. As you get older, watching films like this, I just love how it just, you know, puts you right back in your childhood because you remember those those little things that, whether it be like the uh, stories that you hear about neighborhood things, you know, that are meant to scare you and everything. And then, you know, you find out that they're not really that scary in the <laughs> end, but your imagination makes it so much better. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. Yeah, That's, I, I yeah.
1: totally agree. The other thing, Um. so when I was growing up, I know you mentioned about, Oh my uh, you mentioned about like our uh, growing up with baseball and everything. There was a little park where I used to live. And if you hit the ball too far, it was a big park. But if you hit it too far, okay, it wasn't a, a beast, but it was a cranky old man who lived oh, next to yeah. the park. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so it was the same thing, like, except, you know, we couldn't get like uh, balls all the time. So it was one of those, like, all right, whoever hit it had to, like, climb over the fence or go around (laughs) into the yard and hope that he either didn't notice or that he just wasn't home. And so we had, like, an old man as the beast uh, more than anything. So it it was very – just something that always, like, really hit home for me because I almost feel like I semi-quasi-experienced it based (laughs) off the cranky old man instead of – he didn't have a dog. But, it, you know, it was still that scary, him coming out yelling at us. Though so he oh, always yeah, threatened yeah. to call the cops, but he never actually did. But, you know, <laughs> you
2: know. And I just love how he has, like, the trial by fire. Because, <laughs> he, you know, he doesn't know anything about the beast until, you know, really he was like, oh, I'll go get it. And, you know, it was just like, oh, wait, no, don't.
0: (laughs) He's going to eat you. (laughs) Like, he's heard a couple ominous noises. And they're like, well, you know, even when he goes to get the ball that fell behind him, when he fell down, he's kind of like, whoa, this doesn't seem like a safe place. But (laughs) their their sheer terror is what really does it to him. Where he can't even talk by the end of this when Benny's like, go over there. Like, they're both like... Speechless. Um, This movie, you know, we've mentioned is partly autobiographical. Mm -hmm. And it's because David Mickey Evans. Oh, was it his brother? Maybe it was his brother. Basically, there were older boys that wouldn't let them play. And when they lost the ball over a wall, he's like, oh, I'll get on their good side by getting the ball back for them. You know, kind of like you were saying, like, if if you don't have the roll, whoever hit it goes and gets it. Like, the little boy is going to be like, ah, yes, this is my in. I'll get the (laughs) ball back and I'll be the hero. And then they'll want me to play with them. Hop the wall. Giant dog named Hercules waiting for him on the other side that that bit him. And really, like, (laughs) oh, man. Put the, put the fear of uh, baseball gods in him. And then years later, (laughs) years later, this movie was written, partly inspired by that. Yeah, we didn't have, um, I was very lucky in that I lived next door to my best friend, my baseball obsessed best friend. And so between our two backyards, we were doing pretty okay. One nice thing we would do is if you were shagging balls and him and myself, I lived on a corner. So you would hit them up towards the street on one side so that if it went too far and went into the street it would roll down around the corner and you could just cut back across <laughs> Nikki's yard and get it i spent a lot of like hours of my childhood chasing balls that had gotten away cuz i lived on the area spring hill next mm. to hospital hill literal <laughs> hill street um so yeah i i spent a lot of my time doing that we had um We lived right by the elementary school that was, like, built into one of the hills, and so the baseball diamond was up at the top. And I remember it being a big thing that, you know, once a month, the janitor would go up and clear all the balls off the roof. And that was, like, the big, like, manna-from-heaven moment, and you never knew what was going to come down off that roof. (laughs) And then there used to be uh, urban legends of kids that hit it so hard that it went over the school (laughs) and down three stories. And there were, um, actually... The highway the entrance to i-95 was right nearby and then they <laughs> hit it there and in my defense i have a memory of this happening but it might be a false memory of one of our kindergarten teachers was mrs vaughn now i don't i don't know if either of you grew up in the red sox fans area but if i told you that mrs vaughn had a son who played baseball would you start to get excited
1: would that be mobile
0: Oh, yes. Oh, wow. Oh, yes. (laughs) And he would come and hit baseballs over our elementary school. But but there's also part of me, it's like, did I make up that part of the memory? (laughs) Because I know I met him. Because Mo Vaughn is a huge person. Yeah. And when you are a five-year-old in kindergarten, I mean, I I said, we basically climbed him like he was part of the playground structures. (laughs) I mean, just... Just all these little kindergartners hanging off him being like, you're really tall, man. (laughs) He came to visit our school a couple times. And I have a memory of him hitting balls and us being like, they're going to hit on the highway. (laughs) Yeah, I don't remember how much of that is like, did I like go home and have a dream about that that night? (laughs) (laughs) so uh yeah that that's my shout out to Mo Vaughn and his very nice mother uh who was (laughs) very sweet kindergarten teacher yeah this uh this ends on kind of a cliffhanger I'm sorry Mike to leave you with this uh you know dun 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 (laughs) moment
1: the big big part of the movie like coming up to like right right after me
0: yeah (laughs) ah well camp a- No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so you mentioned you're from the blake and sal show yes a uh, lot of a lot of the hockey things thank you so much for letting me crash on the hockey talk
1: oh anytime uh,
0: did you have anything else you wanted to get off your chest about sandlot
1: <laughs> no just uh excited to see where the rest of the uh show goes and um no, that's really about it. Fantastic movie. Big part of I feel like any nineties kids uh their memory like that. And of course you mentioned like Little Giants too. That was another favorite yeah. on yeah. a side note. But no, a lot a lot of good, I feel like kids movies came out in like that early nineties section of uh 'cause you got the big green too. We were yeah. talking about Patrick yeah. Renna. Yeah. I know that was where I knew him from too. Just a great, great set of movies, just a great, great time to be a kid. It
0: truly was Definitely. a golden age. <laughs> All right, and uh, Rachel, I'll let you take us out, and we will be <laughs> back to see what's on the other side of this fence very yes. soon.
2: So please come back and join us for some more of The Sandlot, nine minutes at a time.
1: Off in the distance, the game's dragging on, there's strikes on the batter.